Hello readers, welcome back to another episode of the A History of Crows podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about a dark academia book called The Orchard by David Hopin. Uh, I just want to let you know that I have several episodes talking about dark academia genre and also recommending dark academia books. So if you want, you can scroll back and look for this content. I'm always talking about this genre and books that fit it, fit it because I am currently writing my master thesis on dark academia, the literary genre, and describing which characteristics these kinds of books have, what characteristics make a book dark academia, and anyways, it's a topic that I am super passionate about and I'm always looking for my next dark academia read. So let's jump in. Um, the, the Orchard is a very unique dark academia novel because and believe me that I do not say this lightly, okay? I do not say this lightly. Think the secret history, but Jewish. That's it. No, I'm not exaggerating. No, I'm not. I have read several books that have been pitched as dark academia that I don't consider dark academia. I have had read several popular books claiming to be dark academia. I have read several books that claim to be like the secret history. And since it's the most famous and possibly uh, the starting point of dark academia, in my opinion, uh, it's very, very common to have books claiming to be like the secret history or having similarities and just trying to emulate what was done in that novel. But it's very hard to find a book that not only the similarities with the secret history are done well and not just like a ripoff, but also that maintains like its own voice and originality. And so, for example, let's consider the prologue of David Hopin's The Orchard. Quote, is tragedy dead? This is what I asked Mrs. Hartman at the end of it all, when I was still obsessed with every fatal flaw but my own. She didn't ask why I needed to know. Instead, she asked me to define tragedy for her. I told her this was impossible. Tragedy was a sub-philosophy, something to be felt, not defined. She shook her head. Majestic sadness she told me that's tragedy I thought about that night standing side by side with Evan and Amir in those waning moments before the policemen the fire trucks the body count I thought about the look on Evan's suit washed face I wonder if Noah is seeing this he had said his voice soft sad after everything that had happened our senior year it was the way he said this that made me cry if that was not majestic sadness, I decided, nothing was. Well, Mr. Eden, she blinked at me. Did it die with the Greeks? No, I said, I suppose not. End of quote. Tell me this doesn't look like the secret history. Just tell me it doesn't. 
if you've read the sacred history then you can see clearly that the writing style that the reference to fatal flaw tragedy greeks everything points to the sacred history i don't know if this author has read the sacred history probably he did but i, don't, I can't confirm that but if he did he was clearly on to trying to channel this book into his own and he succeeded like i said um i have read several dark academia books i have a dark academia books list currently always expanding reaching 25 books as of now and this is the one that made me like, no, this is the sacred history. Like, this reminds me, like, this is the top one that reminded me of the sacred history, period. I was immediately captivated by this opening scene. And it made me so eager with anticipation to read this novel. And he promised a very captivating and strong writing. And when I discovered that this was the debut book by this author, I was completely shocked because not every day you stumble upon a debut so strong at this one. I mean, The Secret History was Donatard's debut, and not everyone can be Donatard. <laughs> but seriously, not everyone can have such a strong debut. So kudos to David Hopin, because he did it. He did it. Um, so this book is going to introduce us to Ari Eden, a senior student at a Jewish Orthodox school in Brooklyn. After his father loses his job, the family decides to move to Florida because there is a strong Jewish community there in a place called Zion Hills. And the residents of this community can also go to the school. And allegedly, the residents of the school and the community are all Orthodox as well. But as soon as Ari is going to find out once he gets there, the Orthodox orthodox community of florida is very different from what he was used to in his orthodox community in brooklyn and this is a very strong characterization of this orthodox church sorry orthodox jewish community and there's a ton of vocabulary like a ton really reading on the kindle was a good thing because you can check the dictionary, but not every words have definitions. Um, I can see many readers giving up because of how impassable this might feel. And I feel like because of this aspect, this might not be a book for everyone. I had a, some difficulties along the way, but I have a fair share of Jewish knowledge because my biological father and my grandparents are Jews and I went to a Jewish school not orthodox though, but a Jewish school during some years of my childhood. So I was familiar with, with a lot of things, but even though I was familiar with a lot of things, there are a lot of things that are only pertaining to orthodox Jews that like non-orthodox are not familiar with. And so I was a little bit lost with certain things. And honestly, sometimes, it was a little bit much and I felt like I wanted to give up reading because it felt like running through mode. But ultimately, I'm glad I persevered and I finished because it proved to be a fantastic novel. And like, I get why it was written this way. It's just hard to read. Um, upon arriving at Zion Hills in Florida, Ari meets his neighbor, Noah, 
Quinn introduces him to his friend group and they sort of like end up taking Ari under their wing and like this is gonna be like very soon Ari is going to learn that although the Zion Hills community are Orthodox Jews, like I said, their behavior is very different from the Orthodox Jews he was used to in Brooklyn. Like his friends uh, break several rules. For example, they indulge in alcohol and drugs in parties. They not always wear the yarmulk, which is a Jewish cap to cover the head that men use. Uh, his friends not always eat kosher. They don't pray every day during their allotted time for prayer before class. They skip, uh, they have also like a sort of like a religion class as well before the regular classes that they skip sometimes. And so all of these things, all of these behaviors at first are very shocking to Ari, but he keeps doing his routines, he keeps doing his habits and following the rules but little by little he begins to be swayed by his friends and he begins to also take part in these excesses and experimentations and this ends up leading him to to this journey of like self-discovery and questioning the world around him and questioning uh, the necessity of complying with the behaviors that he didn't before question and this book, like I said, is obviously a dark academia novel, but it's also a coming-of-age story, like a Billings Roman. And it's very strong, like, this aspect of, like, growing pains. And particularly because this character used to live a very secluded and restricted life before he came in contact with this new community, these friends, before he moved to a different city. And, like, it's very interesting to follow this journey. I feel like it was an aspect of this narrative that was very, very well done by the author. And one of the things that happens is that Ari is also invited by the rabbi, that is the director of the school, to join like a special class for a select few students. Yes, you can see the tones of the secret history of dark academia here in having this special selected few and they study like Jewish theology and have a lot of required readings and as well as like they, they read things from like philosophy, ethics, morality and this parts of the novel because we can see them, them having these discussions with this professor and between these few students it reminded me so much of the secret history not only because in the obvious comparison that the Greek students were being guided by Professor Julian but like also because like the literal form of writing that these sections take, it's it reminds me so much of the secret history. Like when I say that this book is the secret history but Jewish, what I'm trying to point out is exactly the form of the writing, as well as of obviously other arrangements in the narrative. But I feel like especially the writing is something that several books have tried to emulate across the 30 years that, that The Secret History has been published. And I'm not gonna say that all of them failed because there are some great books out there, but like this one succeeded. And so yeah, the field of study present in this story would be the Jewish theology. And this book also reimagines um, 
the Talmud myth, which four rabbis come face to face with God and find themselves irreversibly changed. And the scene where this myth appears in the story is one of the best in the whole book. Like I was buzzing with anticipation to see how this was going to play into the story. And eventually when it was done, like it was done so masterfully, I was shocked. Um, the Orchard is a very dense book. Like you have to power through this book. But once you reach the climax, it's all worth it. I was left speechless and in awe. Like... The author just they the author doesn't just guide us masterfully until we reach the point of inevitable like we're inevitably sorry we don't just reach this point that we are going to inevitably be leading towards but like once we get to this point the author pulls us through the darkness and shows us the ugly the bad and the beautiful all together as one Like, I have no words to describe how this particular chapter of the novel made me feel. I was staring at my ceiling for a quite long time after I read it. And I was completely floored with the end of this book. It left me thinking for days. Like, I was just absorbing what I was reading and all that had happened. And, like, it's definitely 100% a book that I recommend if you're looking for a dark academia that is outside of the box, that it's outside of the stereotypes and the normative and the very commercial types. And it's definitely a book that is gonna make you think and it's gonna leave you gutted. And ultimately, it's gonna leave you wanting more. And it was just an incredible reading experience for me. I gave it a four star. And I'm so glad that I read this book. It was amazing. Um, if you've listened this far, thank you so much. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.